Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I've got more material here probably in front of me tonight than I'm going to get through. I'm just going to expect the Holy Ghost to bring out what, uh, what he wants brought out. And um, I, 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 I was ready to preach this, you know, days ago, actually, because I was, I was so excited over the weekend. I was just like, I hardly, hardly couldn't wait till tonight to get here to do this. We're going to talk about joy tonight. And... Uh, you know, somebody might say, well, didn't you just talk about something about joy or rejoicing, you know, not that long ago? Well, yeah. So what? Listen, don't you take your car in to get checked up on everybody every 5,000 miles? Well, what do you do when you take it in for just a regular check- checkup? You go in, you get the oil changed and the filter changed, and you get a multi-point inspection. And sometimes you leave there, everything's great, everything's wonderful, and sometimes they discover something that's not so great that you need to get fixed. Well, we're going to do a multi-point inspection. Amen. How about that? We, we're going to find out some more stuff about joy. I mean, actually, I went back and kind of looked at something that I had ministered on not that long ago about rejoicing, and this has not, got nothing to This is totally different. Totally different. And if it's not, that's okay. You need to hear it again. You know, that's okay with me. But uh, listen... Joy is something that is expressed. And joy is something that the world needs to see in you and on you. Because that's the way we let the world know that the greater one lives on the inside of us. And I need you to be full of joy when I'm kind of not exactly with it. And you need me to be in joy when you're not exactly with it. We need each other. And tonight, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about this joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Well, the only thing that can take it away is you. You are, you are it. You are your own worst enemy when it comes to joy. Because, listen, it says over in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. The fruit of the spirit, that is the fruit of the recreated human spirit. The human spirit, when God recreated us on the outside, he didn't do a makeover, he didn't do a redo, he didn't do an update, he completely made us over. It was a total gut job. If you ever done renovations like I've done renovations at my house, it was a total gut job. He started over. And what the new person looks like is very different from what the old person looked like. Hallelujah. And your spouse can say glory to God over all that. You know, but, but joy is part of the recreated human spirit. Well, where did it come from? It comes from God. Well, let's see. Let's see. What, what kind of a God is he? Um, can you find Zephaniah? Well, let's find Zephaniah together then. In Zephaniah, chapter 3. You know, go to Matthew and hang a left about five books, something like that. Zephaniah 3, verse 17, it says, are you ready? Now, if you want to shout, jump, dance, run, it's okay with me. 
you want to take a hanky out and wave it at me at some point, I'd like that too. So whatever, you just, you respond to the Holy Ghost tonight, okay? I didn't come to church tonight to sit here with a bunch of deadheads. Okay? I expect some reaction. I expect some response. You know, Brother George Kearns, when he was alive, there was a, he got up in church one Sunday morning, and he was trying to get this message out, and he looked at him, and he said, I have spent too much time on this sermon to preach to a bunch of deadheads. I'm done. And I remember a time when my pastor did that. He said, well, y'all just aren't interested, so we'll just finish. We'll just stop here. It was like about 1120, something like that. And uh, I don't think that's happened since then. <laughs> it's been tempting, but it hasn't exactly happened. So anyway, it says here in verse 17, The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. God thinks you're well able and well worth rejoicing over. Isn't that wonderful? My God, the God who created everything, the one who recreated me, the one who sent his son, the Savior, to die for me, he thinks we're worth rejoicing over. It says he rejoices over you with singing. Hallelujah. Glory to God in Psalm 2. You can find that real easy, I know. Psalm verse 2. Hallelujah. may have to shed the jacket before this night's over. Okay. Psalm verse 2. I'm sorry. Chapter 2. Hallelujah. It's, well, let's just start in verse 1. It says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel against you, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Then it says, He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. Why is he laughing? Because he knows they have no power over you. He knows that he's already instilled on the inside of you everything that you need to be victorious, and he's just sitting back laughing. No matter what the the people of this earth, the the experiences of this earth, no matter what comes your way, God's up there laughing, going, what makes them think they can get away with that? What makes them think they can pull that one off? He sits in the, la- in the heavens and laughs. It says, the Lord shall have them in derision. The NIV translation of that last part says, the Lord scoffs at them. Holy, that's the kind of God we serve. In Psalm 126, hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 126. Let's just read this thing. Hallelujah. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. See, everybody else was saying, the Lord has done great things for them. And then in verse 3, it says, we say, the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. We are glad. Listen, the joy that God has put on on the inside of us is his joy. 
That's what it's like. It's not just some manufactured thing. It's not something we made up. It's not something we just, oh, well, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll just be a little joyful. No, the joy of the Lord that's on the inside of you is his joy. This, this being, this being sits in the heavens and laughs. If he can sit in the heavens and laugh, you and I can certainly laugh down here. We can get filled with the same kind of joy that he's got because it is his joy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go with me to Proverbs 12. Let's take a look something about some of this, the aspects of, of joy and what joy, what happens when you don't have joy. It says in verse uh, 25 of chapter 12, it says, Heaviness is in the heart of a man. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. Now, I've got written here in my Bible, and I have sometimes I put which translation it comes out of, and sometimes I don't. It says that word heaviness all can be trans- also is translated in other places anxiety. Anxiety in the heart of a man makes it stoop. The New King James Version of that phrase, makes it stoop, is causes depression. Heaviness, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Well, what's a good word? If you're sick, the Lord thy God healeth thee. First Peter 2, 24. We have been healed. Have been. Have been. Have been. With a word, that's a word that'll make you glad. If you've got a financial issue, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The word makes us glad. Hallelujah. Um, But I'm telling you, if you don't have some joy and you don't let it make you glad, what it's going to do is it's going to make you weak. Doesn't Nehemiah say the joy of the Lord is my strength? The joy of the Lord. He wants to take your, your, your problems, your anxieties. When you rejoice in him, when you, when you find out what that joy is and you pull that joy up, you're going to find out that you're strengthened, that he brings strength up in you. What the, let the weak say, I am strong. You know what? There are just times you just have to just declare some things and you have to decide, you know, for yourself. I, you know, I, this is what the word says. I can rejoice in it. It's a good word. In Proverbs 17, 22, it says, A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. One translation says, A rejoicing heart does good to the body, but a smitten spirit dries the bones. The Amplified says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Another translation says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but depression drains one's strength. You ever been depressed? I have. No strength. Physically, strength is gone. Mentally, strength is gone. Spiritually, strength is gone. But I'm telling you what, a joyful heart is a good medicine. It's a good medicine. Hallelujah. Joy or a lack of it affects you, spirit, soul, and body, because they're all connected. And it's going to depend on us, you know, as to which part that we're going to side in with and which part is going to take dominance in any given situation. Joy brings you up out of grief, sorrow, anxiety, depression. The outside of you, joy. You know, I had this written down somewhere else in my notes, but let me just go to it right now. Um, 
Let me find it. Mm-mm-mm. Joy is not a positive mental attitude. Do you know that? There's something, there's something tangible about joy. Tangible. Something that you can actually just get your hands around, basically. Positive mental attitude, well, that's fine. That's good not to have a negative mental attitude, but it's not joy. Joy is that tangible presence of God that comes out of you in rejoicing. Praise and thanksgiving, and I still haven't found it in my notes here, exactly the way I had this, but praise and thanksgiving are the physical manifestations of joy. Physical manifestations of joy. Because you can hear it. Just like tongues are the initial physical evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, praise, thanksgiving, and rejoicing are physical manifestations of joy. Now let me tell you this, if I get the frog out. Peace is the internal manifestation of joy. I tell you what, when you're full of joy, there's a peace on the inside that nothing, nothing can sway you. Nothing can move you. It's like that tree planted by the rivers. Planted, foundation, firm, strong, that will not be moved. Hallelujah. Oh, my heavens. There's so much that, you know, that joy brings into our lives. To not be joyful tells God that you aren't looking to him. You aren't trusting him. You don't have confidence in him. You do not believe what he has said about you and your situation. Now, that's just where the rubber meets the road. It it is. Have I been in a place where I was a lot less than joyful? Absolutely. Been to a place where I was just in despair? Absolutely. In places where I was depressed? Absolutely. In In places where I was panicked? Absolutely. Because I wasn't looking to him, because I wasn't trusting him, because I didn't have confidence in him, because I really didn't believe what he said about me and about the situation. Truth. Absolutely. It's truth. You can say what you will, but that is the truth. If you can't be joyful, you're telling God he is not who he says he is. You do not believe he he will do what he said he will do. That somehow things are bigger than he is. Listen, I know no greater than God. He is great. Sometimes we sing that he's a big God. He's better than that. He's a great God. He's not just big. He's great. And And the greater one that lives on the inside of you is there to help you at all times. Do you know joy can be your helper? When the Holy Ghost came on the people in in Acts 2, you know, when they came out of that room, you know, there were people all around looking at them like, what is the matter with you? Are you drunk? What? And they were going, this isn't isn't like Joel, the prophet Joel. This this isn't that. This is that. This is what Joel was talking about. We're not drunk as you suppose. We're, We're drunk like Joel was talking about. Listen, that comes with a whole lot of joy in it, you know. And so, I know that there's joy on the inside of me because he's on the inside of me. The thing about it is, it's just time to pull it out. 
When you, when you understand what you're allowing the enemy to do by keeping you in a place where you're not joyful, you're just giving him permission to rip you off in every area of your life. And see, at that point, it, it becomes imperative that we do something. Go, go with me back to Nehemiah before I forget this. Nehemiah. You know, that's over there before Job. Ezra, Esther, Nehemiah. Or Nehemiah, Esther. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. I saw something interesting in this today. In verse 10 it says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Look at this. Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. That means live life to the full. Go about your business as though nothing is wrong because nothing is wrong. The enemy's got you convinced that something is wrong. There is nothing wrong because God has already done something about it. And then, and then it says, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Listen, when you're full of joy, you can go on your way, normal, living your everyday life, enjoying your everyday life, and even are able to give something to somebody else. In the middle of what should seem like struggle, in the middle of what should seem like a real battle, you can do whatever you need to do the way you always do it and be a blessing to somebody else in the middle of it. Neither be ye sorry. Why should you be sorrowful? When God fights our battles for us, where he provides all the answers for us, when he's merciful to us even when, if we've messed up, we can go about our business and knowing that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, hallelujah. It's going to bring healing to you. It's going to bring restoration to you. It's going to be, bring strength to your, to your mind, to your body, to your spirit. You, you're just going to become Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, leaping over tall buildings. Jump, I'm telling you what, you know, if, if you, if you want to know what it's like to be a spiritual superman, you just live in a place of joy all the time. Hallelujah. Over in Proverbs 4, hallelujah, Proverbs 4, verse 20, let's start in verse 20. It says, my son, attend to my words incline your ear unto my sayings. Amplified version of that word inclines is submit and consent your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That word depart says let them not flow past. Don't miss them. Don't just ride right by them, you know, as though there's nothing there. Because there is something there for you. It says, keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, that, that also, in another version, says, let them penetrate 
deep within your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. That word find can also be defined as discover, grasp, lay hold, and seize. You have to hold on. You have to earnestly grasp and lay hold of some things. Joy is one of them. You have to take it and you have to lay hold of it because it's health to all your flesh. One version of that says that it is medicine producing health to all your flesh. Listen, doctors just in a natural state have many times recommended that a patient go out and get a bunch of movies that are funny movies, comedies, anything that will make that patient laugh. When nothing else has worked, they will sometimes say, go get something and make you laugh. They know that in the natural physical realm, something happens when you laugh. There are endorphins that are released that cause a lessening of pain. There's, there's those same endorphins will help the body heal. Listen, God knew, knew what he was talking about when he said, a merry heart does good like a medicine. It's amazing what it'll do for you. Glory to God. And it's amazing that that medicine comes with no ill side effects. You know, every drug you take has got a disclaimer. They give you all these, all this paperwork every time you go to the pharmacy and pick anything up about, about all the side effects of these drugs. Listen, the side effect of the medicine that God gives us is joy unspeakable and full of glory. That is the effect. Glory to God. It brings health to my body. It brings strength to my body. It brings peace to my mind and my heart. It helps me sleep when I lay down at night. What kind of side effects are the wonderful side effects? Glory to God. Philippians 4, 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The key here is you get to do the rejoicing. You get to do it. Hallelujah. And only you get to do it for you. You know, I can rejoice, and the Bible does talk about to reap with those, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who re- rejoice. But I'm telling you what, when it comes to my life, I need to learn to rejoice for me, for myself. Because I can't count on somebody else to come along and do it. I can't count on somebody else to be available to do it. They got their own things going on. But when I am there, when I am at a place where I can, yeah, rejoice with those who rejoice. Hallelujah. Second um, Timothy talks about stirring up the gift that's in you. You know, and he was talking about something, you know, the, the, the anointing that was on Timothy as, as a minister. But I'm telling you what, the gift that, that is joy can be stirred up. You can stir that up. Um, the word stir up, the word stir up can also be translated as rekindle. Listen, stirring it up means something that the fire's gone out somehow. That it's not blazing as hot as it once was. So it's time to rekindle some things. So stir up the gift. That can, that can also be translated as the anointing, the endowment, the equipment that is in you. Why? Because God's not giving you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. There's place to rejoice right there. 
I don't have a spirit of fear. I don't have a spirit of, of, of lack in my, in, in my life. I don't have a spirit of, of anything less than what God says I have. And he says he's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. James 1, 2 says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it joy. That's a determination to do something. When you have fallen into something, whether it's of your own making or it's just something the enemy come and, and tried to put on you, you count it joy. Amen. It is joy. It is joyful because, you know, the Bible's already said that he sits in the heavens and laughs. Well, you know what? He's a good laughing partner. He's a real good laughing partner. I mean, he's the best laughing partner because he's always there. So if he can laugh about it, you certainly ought to be able to laugh about it. Yeah, but God, yeah, don't ever say that. Don't ever say, yeah, but God. Yeah, but God. But, 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 but. You know, we, I said, what did I say this last week about stop giving yourself any slack here? You, you, you just jerk the slack out of yourself sometimes. I mean, you're going to have to. You're going to have to say, no, I'm not going to have it. I'm not, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to count it all joy. 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 When he turned the captivity, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. When you understand he has turned those things already, your mouth will be filled with laughter and your tongue will be filled with singing. Why? Because that's how it works. It works on the inside, and it works its way to the outside. Didn't we used to sing that song around here? Of something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. That's a good song. And there are times when that's a, you need to pull up some of those oldie goldies and start singing them to yourself. There, oh, there's something on the inside. It's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I'm telling you what, there's a place to get drunk, just you and God. If they could get drunk on the day of Pentecost, you can get drunk today with the same Holy Ghost, the same Spirit, the same quickening of joy on the inside. You can get drunk with God. He's a great drinking buddy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Job 5.22 says, at destruction and famine, you will laugh. Neither will you be afraid of the beasts of the earth. You know what? Our situations are just beasts of the earth. They're just beasts. But we're here to tame the beasts because Jesus has already tamed. Doesn't it say that he led captivity captive? Doesn't it say that he, that he spoiled principalities and powers? Doesn't it say that he, 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 he overcame might, tower, dominion, all these, all these other things that are in this life? He's overcome them all. He's led captivity captive. He's given the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's got them. And he's given all power and all authority to you and me. Not a little bit, not even 50%, not 95%, but all power and authority that belongs to him, he's delegated to us. It's in our hands. Hallelujah. Oh, Psalm 35, 27 says, let them shout for joy and be glad. You can shout for joy even on a Wednesday night. 
I'm giving you an opportunity right there. You can shout for joy even on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can shout for joy on a Wednesday night. Glory to God. You need to shout for joy on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that, that's called having your joy full. That's what that is. You know, and you can do it when you don't feel like it. You can do it when everything in you says, I can't. You can do it when, when people tell you you got nothing to be glad about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woof. Woof. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 <coughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 20, 24 says that Paul was talking. He said, but none of these things move me. None of these things move me. And he says that I might finish my course with joy. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter, I think we've alluded to it already. It says, it talks about joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. There is a place we get to where joy becomes just an unspeakable thing. And we just began to praise him and magnify him in the spirit because, because we, can't, we can't speak it in English anymore. It's just by the Holy Ghost. That's all we can do is just praise him in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Romans 15, 13 says, now the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. That is confident expectation through the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. It's not through your power. That's the key. It's not through your power. It's through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He's going to fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What in the world would Paul and Silas have done had they not learned how to be joyful in the situation they were in? Would we have heard anything about jail doors opening? Would we have heard anything about an earthquake? Would we have heard anything about everybody in the prison being born again? No, I'm telling you what, the key to that situation was the joy that they had so they could lift their voices in what we would call the midnight hour. Lift their voices in praise and they weren't silent about it. It wasn't, well, I've got joy in my heart. Yeah, it's it's right, it's right. No, they were so loud that the prisoners heard them. doesn't say that the guy in the cell next door heard them. It said all the prisoners heard them. All the prisoners heard them because all the bands were loosed. So that all of them had to have heard him. doesn't say all heard, but when you say that all prisoners' bands were loosed, then I suspect that all the prisoners heard them, which means they were not silent, which means they weren't just, you know, just in a normal voice. I suspect they were going, praise the Lord, hallelujah, the God who delivers us. I suspect it was more in that tone. But what would their situation have been? Would we have had an account of what happened when they praised God in the midnight hour in a dungeon that is oh my heavens, the worst jail cell in America today would be would be the you know the Waldorf Astoria to them compared to what prisons were in those days. I'm telling you what, they lifted their voices and they began to praise God. And the earthquake came and the doors were opened and the prisoners were set free and they were all born again. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, joy is a harvester. You, I tell you what, when you learn to rejoice, it will bring in what you've been believing God for. It'll bring it to pass that much quicker. I'm telling you what, you won't sit there in the middle of it. You won't even, actually, when you get full of joy, you won't even care how long it takes. But it's a harvester is what it is. It will harvest those things that you're expecting. Your celebration, this is something I, I don't even, I don't know if I, where I got this or if I just came up with it. I've had it in some notes for a while. It's, and I, I wrote this down. Your celebration is a demonstration of your expectation that will bring the manifestation. Can I say that again? Your celebration is a demonstration of your expectation that will bring the manifestation. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't need to get, I mean, and I, I say this to a lot of times people, and, 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 I'm, and I know I've been there myself, so I'm not putting anybody down. When, I, when I'm talking to somebody and they're going through something, I say, you need to get your joy back. Listen, we need to get out of the place where we need to get it back and live in the fullness of the joy that we should be walking in every single day. If we do that, then we'll never get to a place where we have to get it back. Hallelujah. It is not supposed to be a defensive tool, but an offensive weapon. Thank God we can use it when we're backed into a corner. But that's not where God intends for us to live. It's not the way he intends for us to live. 
He wants us to be out there and be meeting things head on because our joy is full. It doesn't matter what's going on. Our joy is full. We can run at it. It's full speed. Not run from it, but run toward it. Hallelujah. Listen, life is like a roller coaster. Our life on this earth, our, our life experience on this earth is like a roller coaster. Now, I don't like roller coasters. I will not get on one. You can't pay me to get on one. But life is like a roller coaster. Because we're going to see during our lives, we have high spots and we have low spots. We do this. But I'm telling you what, there are crazy people out there who love roller coasters. Crazy people. That's my opinion. My opinion. There are crazy people who love roller coasters. The higher... The faster, the more ridiculous, you know, and the twirls and all this stuff, the better they love it. But I'm telling you what, in our life, we're going to expect some roller coaster life experiences. But this is the way the crazy people ride the roller coaster. Woo! All the way up and all the way down. They don't change. It's woo! This should be on video, right? (laughs) Are you going to be on life's roller coaster at its mercy like I am? And when I get off, I can't move because my muscles are so tight. Are you going to do the Woo! Hallelujah. Those people, when the ride is over... They say, that was so much fun. Let's do it again. (laughs) I'm going to make myself drunk up here. (laughs) I'm telling you, we're living in the last days. The enemy is going to start throwing his best at us. His best isn't good enough. And I'm telling you what, if you find out that your joy is full, you keep your joy at a place where it's supposed to be maxed out. Don't, don't do what we used to do on the church bus. We used to put a governor on that thing so it couldn't go faster than 55. Listen, stop putting the spiritual governor on your life and full speed ahead with your joy. Keep it at the max level. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kendra brought this to my attention the other day. Um, uh, Tongues and interpretation from uh, Wednesday night in, in 2015. Listen, if you can't get joyful about anything, I want you to get joyful about this right here. Because you need, to, you need to do something about it. You know, you can, you, can, you can resist the joy that's on the inside of you, but it's to your detriment. Amen. The only person who's going to lose out on anything is you. But this is, this is something that came, came out two years ago. I have set before you a table of blessing, a table of provision, right in the midst of your enemies. 
For if the devil could have taken you out, he would have already taken you out. If he could have stopped you, he already would have. If he could have defeated you, you would have already gone under. But no, I've prepared blessing and blessing and provision and provision and goodness and mercy right in the middle and in the midst of all that the devil tries to do just to let you know that you're my child and you belong to me and there's not anything the devil can do to stop it. Nothing he can do to stop it. He cannot prevent you from prevailing and overcoming in every situation because I have provided the answer for you. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 How many roller coaster riders do I have tonight? Now you can let that sink in or you can go, okay, let's just pacify Pastor Angela. I'm trying to get you to a place where the Holy Ghost takes over. So why would you pine away? Why would you stay under a cloud? Why would you stay depressed? Lift your voice. Shake off the chains. Shake off the discouragement. Set your attention and your, and your attention not on the things of this world, but on the things that are above you. Get your attention on him. Make yourself laugh. Give yourself to joy. And you'll find that that well on the inside will begin to flow. It'll begin to bubble up. It'll begin to spring up. And it'll begin to flow out of you. But you have to act on what you hear instead of staying like you are. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.